0: hey everyone welcome back to another episode of international gamers yay (laughs) i had to do that just to piss (laughs) off steven because he's like he's a canadian now damn it (laughs) yeah technically (laughs) so as you guys will recall uh what was it last week the week before whatever we had our special e3 predictions uh video or podcast or whatever and Ahmed and I are going to, we're basically going to do something a little bit different. So he's, he's written some really good notes. He's got a really good structure. So I'm going to throw it over to him, but don't worry. We will cover our predictions. We'll most likely do it either towards the end or just as we go through because the, the reality is we both did absolutely awful. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we sucked bad. Yeah. I would say you won by margin, but we'll get to that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll get to that. And, um, it's really funny. It was really, really, really funny. And I think, you know, going, well, you know, I'm going to wait. I'm going to hold this comment till after. So go ahead and take it away and, uh, let's have some fun here. Okay. Sounds good. Uh, the general, uh, thought of what
1: I feel that we're going to go through in this podcast, I think we'll talk about like general thoughts of E3 first and the atmosphere and how things went last year compared to, uh, this year. And then uh, we're going to do as if we're doing with our reviews. We're going to talk about the good stuff first, like top 5 uh, on my end and top 5 on Jared's end. And then move on to the so-so stuff and then the bad or the lowlights uh, moment of uh, E3 2017. So, first off, like I said, general thoughts. Uh, I felt that the atmosphere was uh, a bit more subdued compared to last year's. Uh, even with the big elephant in the room, which is the Xbox One X reveal, it's, it seemed that all the reveals didn't have the impact or the the, the pop with the surprises compared to last year's, I guess because uh, there's not... That, obviously, we're, we're into the Switch right now. There's no new console reviews per se, and uh, there weren't any big, big, super crazy surprises aside from a few. Um,
0: I don't know if you feel the same way, Jared. Yeah, absolutely, actually. Um, I... I I don't know what I was expecting which yeah. is is kind of the the thing. I mean, as the years go on, we get older. I'm kind of wondering like have we started to lose touch with some of um, some of the expectations. Um, now, on my, we'll, we'll we'll get into all of this, but for like Microsoft, yeah, I I, I didn't feel like the big bang, you know. And like overall, yeah. overall I didn't feel that E3 this year was this phenomenal, wow type of thing. Now, yeah. that being said, there was some really cool stuff announced. There was, um, there was some stuff that sort of, I think, landed with like a thud, you know, instead of it being yeah. like this big, wow, like reveal. But again, we'll get into each one of these things more specifically in just a bit. Uh, but yeah. I think also I, I personally was a little bit unrealistic in some regard the, the mm-hmm. company that i was the most pleased with if we're looking at just conferences and highlights showcases reveals was with nintendo i mm. uh, i felt that they had the i, I don't know if i want to say the strongest showing but they 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 had something that really appealed to me um sony's was the one that when it was over And I had my notes, and you know, I taken like I put little asterisks next to games that I was like, oh, you know, they look pretty cool, and this and that. Um, I started to to wonder, was I just crazy? Like, was I was I totally unrealistic with my expectations? And when I when I had looked over some of my notes and some of the predictions and stuff like that, I, I actually sort of said, I think I was. And and what I mean by this is. Sony now has several events throughout the year that they, hmm. that they, they hold. There's the PlayStation Experience, there's E3, and there's usually either TGS or Gamescom where they like yes. to have a couple of other reveals. And so I was, I was looking back at notes and some of the things I had said and I was like, you know, yeah, maybe, maybe I was kind of foolish. In in regards that like E three for that particular company now I don't know if E three can really be that big because Mm -hmm. if it is then what do they show for the rest of the year? Yeah, but you're you're absolutely you're absolutely
1: right. Uh, It's I I would say Microsoft arguably the only the are the only people who love like paying all their or throwing all their eggs in one basket when it comes to E three. Nintendo, Sony, as you've mentioned, they're sort of like. Uh, widening their scope to other conferences or other showcases and whatnot.
0: Yeah, and, and this year it, it's so funny because in some in some regard it was the year of games we already knew, and then in other yes. in, and then it, what's ironic is that in, and then like the exact opposite was also true in the sense that so many of the reveals were like 2018. But what I found mm-hmm. so interesting this year was that for so many of the games that were revealed for like 2018, I found them to be quite generic. And that's what I want to get into when we say like the bad, yes. but I'll leave that yeah. for
1: after. Yep, absolutely. Right, yeah. We'll keep the details for after, but I do uh, agree with these sentiments in the ca- in the sense that um, I know that in terms of PR, uh, Sony sort of like Publicly stated that we don't want to give exact dates because we don't want to disappoint people and start delaying stuff. I understand that, but at the same time, as you've mentioned, it's the year the the E three that of games that we already knew, like they've they've been announced last year, and it doesn't seem that we didn't get enough progress, or we were demanding too much. I don't know. Maybe I have to accept that fact. And the other thing is they, I, I, I feel that uh, From Sony and Nintendo mostly And Nintendo has been following this formula for the past few years Even Sony started mimicking them the e th- They started widening their Announcements throughout E3 Not just focusing on the conference itself Sony had a pre-show They announced a couple of things uh, and They had live streams after the conference Which they focused on other third party titles So you don't get The, the same uh, awe In the conference itself you got surprised after, so I guess I guess that affected things.
0: Yeah, and and I think also a lot of this is that the industry has significantly changed. People tend to forget that the conferences. There's actually a word before conference, and that is hmm. press conference. People tend hmm. to forget that yes. these conferences were actually designed. For the press originally, way back yes. before the the advent of the internet and all this live streaming and, and all of this, you went to E3's press conferences for just that. You wanted to know what was in the pipeline coming up, what were the latest sales figures, what were the projected sales figures. Mm. Now, more and more and more, these are no longer press conferences, they are now just straight up conferences and they're almost fan events. Like that's because. that's one of the reasons why I'm I'm really questioning the validity of E3 in and of itself. Like why do we still need E3 anymore? Because the business deals that used to happen at E3 no longer are there. I mean, yes, some to a, to a lesser degree, but it's not yeah. like it was even 10 years ago. Like it has fundamentally changed. When is the last time any of the uh, big guys came up on stage and were like, "So you know, we sold two hundred and fifty thousand units in the yeah. last. Like, they don't do that anymore because they-, they do that. They do that now before the press conference itself. That's right. Which is quite ironic, yeah. and that and that's why I mean, like, I I think I think just the entire thing is changing, like." i i honestly think that nintendo really was onto something with their nintendo directs that you know you're you're sending the the message directly to the people and for press releases and stuff they hold separate events that are just dedicated to the press about you know different uh sales figures or projections or or what have you or like retailer incentive uh programs or just retailer conferences they hold those throughout the year and i think that's what we're we're going to see more and more and more of Sony's PlayStation experience is probably the single best event of the whole year. And what's so mm-hmm. funny with that is Nintendo used to do that ages ago with Nintendo Space World. For those yeah. old enough to know what that
1: is. Yeah,
0: I remember Space World,
1: they had to like, I remember the awesome reveals, like even with the concept. Uh, uh, the, the highlight that comes to my mind is the concept uh, Zelda uh trailer for the GameCube before it was The Wind Waker, yeah. I remember awing over that when they announced it on Space World but yeah, you're absolutely right, it's, and it, it leads to the leeway of two other points that I want to mention because now they're public events, not press events and they started like instead of having press only this year was the first time they opened E3 to the public they actually sold tickets to the public and as you know, uh even though it was press technically in the previous years, a lot of people found their way, even like fans, they technically presented themselves as press, uh, whether it's uh, through YouTube or being popular or being a a dealist celebrity on YouTube or something of that sort. So that sort of paved the way of having e3 public. Nintendo did a good job in uh, putting like eSports and having the e-sports focus like with tournaments as they did with the smash event last year and it it uh, even though i don't follow that the scene much it it does garner the public attention instead of the press more than others and with sony also uh, doing the pre and post events also like catering to uh, a generalized audience instead of having the press but in the same time what baffles me uh, is i was expecting uh, that they have a special press timings like the, the press uh, come to a certain booths in a certain time to cover the games but apparently when I'm, I'm reading from Kotaku and other coverages it was very very difficult for the press to cover the games this year due to the insane amounts of crowd you've seen the uh, Jared the picture of the Nintendo booth yep. right it's insane yep. like now press can't do their job and so that's a double-edged sword there. Yes,
0: it is. And and I don't understand why they don't just make a uh, Tokyo Game Show type of event. I don't understand that. If you guys don't know, uh, TGS, they have press days where only the press are allowed in, and then it opens up to the public. And basically the press knows that if you don't get to play your demos by the time the public days open, you're pretty much screwed because there's just, you know, thousands and thousands and thousands yep. of people. And the the problem with E3 was, this year anyway, from what I've heard, is exactly that, is that there really was no special or preferential treatment. Everyone was treated exactly the same. So the problem was that it was like that since day one. So good luck trying to, you know, experience uh, Super Mario uh, Odyssey and, and the like.
1: Yep, with four-hour long wait lines with certain games like Mario Odyssey and others, it's insane. Like I don't know how press can put up with this. It's I'm really saddened for the press at this point. I know a lot of people will are anti press, like you know why I hate uh, mainstream media coverage, but at the same time, it's their job. It's their job for them to cover these games and give it to the uh, give and send the message to the widespread audience. But now press. Technically, goes under the umbrella of YouTubers and fans and insane fans who have uh, garner a huge (coughs) amount of following. It's not just press anymore.
0: No, and that's exactly it. Um, And it it's gonna have to change because otherwise, I mean, really, what can you do? Short of sending like a fleet of reporters down to E three, like I just I don't see any way you are going to be able to do this. I mean, you imagine if you just I don't know, something happened and you couldn't get there early, like let's say you had like a press conference, right? And then you had to run over to the show floor, well, four hours? Like if you have to wait four hours to experience something, you're not really going to cover that game because you're going to be like, well, look, if I go to other booths potentially... Uh, I might be able to cover two or three games in that exact same amount of time. And all that waiting is just lost time. But you know, there's something else that has, has irked me a lot in recent years. Go for it. And that is why don't we have E3 demos at home? I don't understand um, yeah. this anymore. Yeah.
1: Yeah. They, they, it's, it's easy for them to, uh, I know this will, uh, like, people who attend day three would be pissed off from an idea like that but at the same time they could make it work like they could uh, release the demos a week after day yeah, three precisely exactly yeah, yeah. and it, wor- it worked out perfectly like even now they're saying they want to garner to the public and to the fans and talk with the fans directly so why not just uh uh, release uh, demos uh, for people to play they there are a few instances that they did this uh, specifically again we go to nintendo they as soon as they showed the uh, uh, gameplay of ever oasis, they released the uh, demo at june twentieth uh which is uh, uh, no, they released a demo a day or two after showing it on their mainstream. Uh, so it's uh, cool I like that idea they should do more of that
0: yeah they should do more of that it's just to me it just seems very very silly I I don't get it. I mean obviously yes I, I fully understand why they wouldn't do it like the same day or something because then why the hell would mm-hmm. you go to LA but like What's you the said the point yeah? but like you said you know you do it a few weeks later and yes you still have the incentive because for coverage and for all the announcements and you get hands on before anyone else there's still it's still there the incentive is still yep. there so anyway, I don't know. I just uh, yep. I think that E3 as an entity is going to continue to change and it has to because this whole industry is changing more and more and more.
1: Yeah, and it's getting more attention as the years go by. Exactly, Gaming is getting bigger and bigger so they'll have to cater to a more wide audience but at the same time I would love, I would like for the press to have their own special like treatment, not
0: Yeah, and it's super easy to do. I mean, I don't understand why they didn't just follow Tokyo Game Show. Tokyo Game Show has been doing this since, my goodness, what? The the late... Well, not late. Probably sometime in the 90s. I don't recall when it first started, but... They've been doing it for years. Is what I'm getting. Yeah. At. And I think uh,
1: Gamescom do the same thing. If I'm not mistaken. Oh well, there you go. I didn't know that, but yeah. there you go. Yeah. So the Gamescom drop is in Germany. That's that's going to be happening in July or August, something of that sort. So uh, I'm sure a lot of uh, companies are holding off their announcements to that as to that conference as well. So
0: well, yeah, and, and uh, I mean, like for yeah. I know for for a fact, like Sony for sure is going to be holding, and that's why I say I think Definitely. I think. Personally, I was a little bit unrealistic with some of the Same things here. I thought because I mm-hmm. keep forgetting about the PlayStation experience. I mean, if I'm not mistaken, that's isn't that where they showed The Last of Us 2?
1: Yeah, yeah. You're right. They did show The Last of Us 2 during that. They announced it at that PlayStation experience. So there you go. Like For me, yeah. like I'm an idiot.
0: <laughs> I, I totally forgot. <laughs> Same here.
1: <laughs> That's why we lost the, mostly lost the predictions. So we'll get to that later. And I guess we're done with the general thoughts. Uh, we got all that all the way. Uh, and let's move on to our highlights. Like, like I said, gonna be top five. We're gonna be exchanging one by one as, as we did with the predictions. Uh, do you wanna start first or go, or should I start with oh, mine? No,
0: I'll go. It's okay. Uh, Steven otherwise will be like, oh, you're just gonna copy Ahmed. So, uh. <laughs> okay, so top five and I'm gonna try and put these in order, okay? Yeah, um, go for it. I am a gargantuan fan of Cuphead. Uh, I I hope it turns out. I really do. Mm-hmm. But for those that don't know, they showed another little trailer. I I find that incredible. Like it it reminds me of like uh you know like a year one Disney animated mm-hmm. um, short. But you actually interact, and it's like a little shooter type of thing. And I just, I'm happy that it's coming out. Uh, For a while there, it sure sounded like, I don't know if it was in development hell, but it just, it sounded like, uh uh-oh, you know, like, what's what's Mm -hmm. going on here? So, very, very happy with Cuphead. Cuphead still looks excellent, and I'm I'm really excited to uh, play that. I will not be playing it on Xbox One. I will actually be playing that on Steam.
1: Yeah, same here. I was uh, the only thing that surprised me. I thought it was going to be exclusive to Xbox One. That's that's the assumption that I got from last year. But apparently, it's a simultaneous release for both X One and Steam. Yeah, that surprised me. Kind of surprised me. I didn't. Whether I, I, I don't know if they lost the exclusivity deal or maybe they were working on it too long and just they they had to uh, cut their losses and like spread the like remove the timed exclusive uh asterisks with their game. I don't know. So what about you? Oh, uh, um, should I start with the, the the best one or start from five to one? I don't start know. Start from five
0: to one, so we can keep okay. it. Uh, we'll keep it interesting.
1: <laughs> okay, yeah, you're right. For me, uh, Dragon Ball Z the, mm. the the reveal in the Xbox conference mm-hmm. that surprised the hell out of me because it looked absolutely amazing. Uh, it's the closest game that resembles an anime show that I've ever seen. Uh, I, I I'm glad that they're. Instead of, they're moving away from the graphical, like Namco Mandai, typical, the Budokai, and the other series that have been releasing for the past couple of years. I didn't like those. They, they, they seemed too freeform, seem a bit clunky with their battle system, but this is like a really true 2D fighter from the makers of Guilty Gear, and it looks like that. It's like, it's like Marvel versus Capcom with Dragon Ball Z characters. I loved it.
0: Yeah, no, that's actually a really good pick. And, and that's what I'm hoping that, like, we don't have the same exact picks because it's uh that that's actually a really 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 good one i too was like wow this looks sick like it looks so close to the manga and to the uh cartoon and or the anime rather uh just yeah no overall that looked absolutely uh awesome absolutely awesome my number four uh, i think i've got a couple of things here i'm trying to no, I think it would probably be the original Xbox games being announced for mm. Xbox One. I I was really I don't want to say taken aback by it, but I was surprised. I was really surprised that they're actually going to allow you to use your original discs to that was yeah. like I yeah. did not <laughs> did not expect that. Now, obviously, this is going to get quite interesting here because I cannot imagine Microsoft just ignoring this moving forward and i'm i'm kind of curious to see like what happens next you know what i mean because now they've got xbox 360 games on there and now that they're starting with xbox like original xbox games on there this could be really really interesting and i'm really hoping games like Panzer Dragoon orta make a make a comeback because that would be great to experience again Via, you know, digital download. I mean, my, my disks are all now in uh, storage. But it would be really, really interesting. And what, I, what I'm really curious about is how is this going to affect PC? Because they're really seem to be connecting PC and, and Xbox into one global platform. Um, uh, there's no such thing as an Xbox exclusive anymore. Whatever is coming out yeah. on Xbox is also coming out on PC. Windows what are we? A 10, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Windows 10, I mean, it has an Xbox app and and all these sorts of things. Like I'm really curious to see how all of this sort of plays together moving forward. But I was I was surprised to see them make such a like a concerted effort to bring back backwards compatibility, and I know that this is also sort of like a kick in the face to uh, Sony because Sony used to be the king's. and Nintendo, yeah, yeah, precisely. And so, I mean, I think, I, I think this is them basically trying to find their footing and trying to say, like, you know, this is something that we're going to do. Uh, it was quite evident in their conference, in Microsoft conference, that they they they're, they found their stride, you know? Like, they, they now know where they want to go, whether or not that's what the industry wants remains to be seen, but it's clear that PC and Xbox, at least for now, are one platform. They're no longer two distinct platforms. So it's an interesting... It's an interesting decision, marketing uh, move, whatever you want to call it, strategic play. And I think they've given up on on trying to catch up with Sony now and they're just like, "You know what? No, we're we're going to do our our own thing. The Xbox 1 is selling extremely well. It's basically the PSP versus the DS all over again with the mm-hmm. Xbox 1 being the PSP and the PS4 being the DS. So, I mean, Xbox One has sold very, very well. It's just that when you compare it to the PS4, that's where, you know, you're just like, whoa. Mm -hmm. Um, But it it was nice to see them... Trying to do their own thing, and 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 backwards compatibility is an interesting thing, and I I'm I'm I love retro gaming, so I think that's that's actually a really wise move, and to the fact that the games will look a little bit better, they'll run a little bit better. They were talking about Crimson Skies. Personally, I'd love to see Knights of the Old Republic. I already mentioned Panzer Dragoon Orta, maybe the original Halo. And yes, I know that there's collections and everything else, but still, you know, there are like Jade Empire and, and games like that. It could mm. be could yeah. be really interesting the
1: the older bioWare games yeah i'm i'm uh, for me because i haven't experienced the platform i didn't get an xbox so this for for me it's a uh, it's opening up a whole new world and it's an incentive for me to uh, actually get an xbox one or an xbox one x at some point in the future because uh, even though backward compatibility has a niche audience compared to playing new games it's still i like that microsoft is trying to maximize the residuals and 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 getting more like of the hardcore fan base to appreciate little things like that for me i want to play uh, dreamfall uh, on the xbox I, I i i played the longest journey on ios but i didn't finish it and i'm really really curious to continue the series it's very niche but it's a very awesome adventure series underappreciated
0: yeah indeed so what's you. your next one yeah, since we're talking about
1: uh, Xbox, uh, quite conveniently, Sea of Thieves is my next one. <laughs> I uh, yeah, I love the reveal trailer, or not the reveal trailer. It's the follow up trailer to last year's. Uh, again, saddened by 2018, but it's getting it's getting there. Like the, uh, it seems that they want you to encompass the role of a pirate, and there are like little things like actually physically carrying the chest with you to the ship instead of. Uh, uh, opening it there and leaving it at that. So they're doing like unconventional things, but it's still not serious. I like that it's a bit cartoony, bit rare-esque, you know, the classic like rare humor, because you could uh, actually uh, go in a uh, cannon and, and, and launch yourself with the cannon. So that's kind of funny. I found that to be a very nice uh, gameplay mechanic.
0: Yeah, that's one game where I'm really going to pay attention to this because it'll be on, on PC as well. I mm-hmm. barely use my, my Xbox One. Like I don't even have it here anymore. And I really don't have an incentive to pick up an Xbox One X. I just, like, why? But I'll get to that in in a little bit. Yeah. Um, But yeah no uh, like we were we were chatting for those well obviously that don't know because unless you were stalking us, you wouldn't know but uh Ahmed <laughs> and i were were chatting we were texting each other as the Microsoft conference was going on, and it was um it was interesting because like for me, this was one of these games where I'm like there's some real potential here, and it does have the rare charm it like which is that you know je ne sais quoi it's got that something, and I'm just Nervous because with Rare and Microsoft, that was a match made in garbage, and <laughs> and I, to this day, I still don't understand why that happened. I I I don't think I ever will. I mean, yes, there was money and people were arguing that Rare's quality was starting to diminish, but as a guy that really really liked Star Fox Adventures. I don't get it. Like, you know, people like to point to that, that, oh, well, that's why, you know, that was one of the reasons and, and, you know, and so on and so forth. It's just like a, a game like Sea of Thieves. I just, I feel that everyone is, is trying so hard to make that next great rare experience. Mm. And they're trying to customize it around Microsoft's ecosystem, which obviously that makes sense. Don't get me wrong. I think Sea of Thieves looks great, actually. I really enjoyed that demonstration they had. I really, really did. And I will buy it on PC. And I'm sure I'll be playing with you and we'll have a good time. Yeah, that'll be fun. I'm just... <laughs> uh, what What I'm nervous about is what if it doesn't do well? Mm. You know, like yeah. there's not many more... Um, chances yeah exactly that microsoft will give that company before they just say you know what we're just closing it down and all of its properties will be given to uh to other other studios and stuff and and they'll never do anything with it and and it sucks because there's so much potential there and it's it's a real shame i find yeah Uh, to be fair I don't think it's Rare's fault
1: per se. It's As you said, the match is made in in garbage or in hell. It's just that I don't think Microsoft gave them enough leeway for them to spread their creativity, and especially since there are a couple of key people who have left Rare, and I think that sort of affected... The way the company structured, uh, or the way the company works, in a way, like a lot of the influencers are are gone now, and they're they're doing their own things, whether they're doing ukulele or uh, uh, doing the time Splitter series, which we haven't seen in a while. Uh, maybe that affected things. I'm not quite sure. But at the same time, it's it's sometimes like I I, didn't, I really detested Microsoft when they I don't they didn't force, but they gave Rare the job to make the Connect and the Connect games like as what nintendo was doing with the wii i didn't like that rare was doing that at, at that time period It sort of i think it it <laughs> all the creativity has been sucked out with that period in my opinion
0: yeah and i mean i'm right there with you man i, I don't there's like i don't put blame on any one individual or group or, or mm-hmm. anything like that i just it's I, a serious unfortunate event it is and and i i ultimately think it was just a very 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 bad match and, and yeah. I'll, I'll stand by that like I, I don't yeah. think Rare and Microsoft was a wise move
1: yep uh, I remember
0: Activision was interested in buying
1: at first and I think Rare was telling the story of they didn't know which to go for and ultimately Microsoft was uh, the people to pursue I don't know <laughs> so that was I don't know that was quite interesting like Activision buying Rare would yeah, have imagine? Been weird yeah. Well, that would have been actually beneficial, I would yes. say. Yes, <laughs> yeah, in yeah. some in That would be more regard. beneficial, yeah, because yeah. they would have spread their franchises
0: throughout all consoles instead of keeping it on one. Exactly, and then that could have potentially helped out. And maybe maybe this is just us. I mean, maybe you guys listening yeah. are, are like, what are you guys, stupid? Um, <laughs> uh, it's entirely possible, but, I mean, you have to think that, like, for the two of us like i don't want to say grew up but like we spent many many years playing through these games and mm-hmm. just as as things were like starting to get really interesting they they are taken away you know like mm-hmm. what would have happened with a banjo on the gamecube you know like mm-hmm. what what the hell would have happened with that like there's just so many different things that we'll never know and I just I really want yeah. them to have a game that succeeds because I will be so crushed if if this company just ceases to exist yeah. it would be yeah, awful me too. yeah okay so my next one is uh, it's my number three surprise Yes. is or whatever top five whatever whatever we're calling this is actually <laughs> not a game it's not anything It's a Mm -hmm. it's an announcement that Mm -hmm. really surprised me, and I'm wondering if it's because of the backlash that happened Mm -hmm. just a week earlier, and that is the announcement that Pokemon the next generation will be coming to the Switch. Now they didn't say the next generation, but they said that er, like a new Pokemon a Uh, core. uh, Core, yeah. They 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 went out of their way to say core. Uh, Pokemon game is in development for the Switch, but, you know, you may have to wait over a year to get it, and obviously that's, we know that. But why that was so surprising is because they just announced Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon, and I'm pretty sure, given the context of that announcement, I mean, they didn't, they literally did not show anything, Um I, I'm wondering if that's because a lot of people were like, "What the hell? This is stupid." But like uh, Steven said on on our micro podcast, we did it makes sense. I mean, it really does. It, it's a it's a smart move, and it's a move that uh, the Pokemon Company has done repeatedly over the last twenty years. So I don't yep. know why people were so like shocked. But for me, the shock was that they actually said something. Mm. I did not expect that at all.
1: Yeah, same here. And, and, and announcing it so soon after their plans with Pokken, DX, and uh, Ultra Sun, Ultra Moon. I, I don't know. That's really very unlike Nintendo. It, it, it seems like, as you've, as you've said, that it's response to the backlash. And the first thing that comes to mind is something that I've mentioned before. I said that the only reason that they didn't announce it is because... Even if they say something like this, just we're gonna we're gonna release a core Pokemon title on the Switch, it might decrease the sales of Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon and DX. But by them doing this, it contradicts what I feel, and it seems that they're very confident that Ultra Sun and Ultra Moon and the Pokémon DX will sell even if they announce it.
0: Yeah, and I think I think that's yeah. it. I think they're 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 just like you know what? Nah, it's gonna it's gonna sell like gangbusters, man. Yeah. It's gonna be <laughs> mm-hmm. so. Yeah, that was I was really really surprised by that one.
1: It was a surprise indeed. Like I, they they seem that it's not gonna it doesn't seem that this announcement was gonna affect the sales of uh, like Ultra Sun Ultra Moon, especially since it's catered toward the hardcore fan base, which is a big fan base. Don't get me wrong; it's not like it's gonna be a niche title. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh... Number 3 for me That was a very tough pick Number 3 Because I know my number 2 And number 1 Number 3 was I was like Jumping in between A lot of things And ultimately I'm I'm going with uh, Shadow of the Colossus That announcement For the Sony The Playstation 4 Because again This was one of the Totally out of left field Announcements I didn't expect a Studio Japan game So soon after The Last Guardian uh but when as soon as you see the bluepoint bluepoint games logo which is the guys who ported Shadow of the Colossus to the PS3 it sort of makes it started making sense but i loved the announcement because initially at first when i saw it i expected a sequel of some sort or a prequel something that follows up Shadow of the Colossus but after the uh, reveal they sort of said this is going to be a remake which is very redundant that's why I was having a tough time. What to pick was number three. I was gonna put Shadow of the Colossus in my so-so, but the, the announcement alone that they're continuing with something like that g- g- has me very excited for the future of Studio Japan games.
0: Yeah, that was a really interesting one. That one because like when I've, I I I I was sitting, you know, I was watching it, and I'm I'm like, well, Shadow of the Colossus for sure. And then I'm looking at the Colossi, I guess, um, and I'm, I'm like, well, wait a second, like, this is quite literally Shadow of the Colossus. Like, I I thought it was, (laughs) I thought it was like you said, you know, like either a sequel or or something. And it was just, it was awesome. Like as soon as I saw like the characters and stuff, and I was like, oh wow, like. But I'm like, but wait a second. I'm like, this looks like literally like the the same game and i was mm. perplexed because i'm like didn't we just get a remaster of, of, you know, like this particular game. And then, you know, after when, when more details were getting released and it was like, yeah, yes, it is still based on the original game, but there's going to be all kinds mm. of different features and it's being built from the ground up for the PS4. So I'm like, Oh, okay. Well, that could potentially be interesting. I'm just really surprised that they got the funding to do this.
1: Yeah. I guess there were. I guess Bluepoint Games helped a lot. They were they they loved what they did with the remasters so much that they said, "Okay, why not d- do something new or remake it from the ground up?" I don't know.
0: Yeah, I don't know either. I was just really I yeah. was I was really surprised. Like if we're going to I say top 5 yeah. surprises, for sure that is definitely one of the surprises because I did I had no idea. I was like, "What the hell? Mm. <laughs> Where this come from?" Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and that actually segues into my number 2. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So dun, dun, dun. my number 2 is actually the uh, the the Spider-Man reveal and not so much in a surprising way but more in I was surprised by what we saw. Now, there was a lot of quick time events and I know that they they did that for uh sort of that wow factor. I would be very curious to see in the actual game. I'm hoping that there aren't 50 billion of those things where yeah, you're just, too. you know, pressing forward and that's it. You know, the game's like playing itself. That's the only criticism that I usually give to Uncharted. I absolutely love mm-hmm. Uncharted, but a lot of the different sequences, like these really awesome sequences, have you just pressing X and up and like that's that's it you know and removes all challenge from the game well yeah exactly i mean you know they make up for it in other ways but it's <laughs> just it's almost like the game is playing itself but instead of it, you having a cut scene you're literally just pressing x up or x and right and stuff like that mm-hmm. so i'm a little concerned with that but i do have to give credit to insomniac this is without a doubt the most polished uh spider-man game ever made uh, like like bar none like this is mm-hmm. this is unbelievable how smooth the character works i love that they're incorporating some of the arkham uh, um combat system sort of in there you can yeah. sort of see it where enemies would flash for a second yeah. And, yeah and i i honestly think this it looks phenomenal like the game looks absolutely yeah. phenomenal i just hope that it doesn't have too many quick time events same here
1: uh, I'm wondering uh, what did you think of uh, I, I'm not a Spider-Man nerd but I know this uh, just from reading a lot of like online articles and whatnot but what do you think of like the reveal that Miles is in the game
0: yeah he's so a, he's a, that's so. going to be very interesting is he in the game or is he actually the character that's mm-hmm. what I want to know hmm
1: that would be very ambitious, actually. If they if they have him playable in some way, like exchanging with P- Peter Parker, or he's the actual Spider Man. Well, that's my point.
0: Because we don't yeah. know. We don't know anything yeah. right now.
1: That would be cool if they if they actually like put it in a twist. Maybe they don't reveal Spider Man's face at all throughout the whole game, and then at the end you find suddenly know that he's Miles.
0: That'd be awesome. <laughs> that would be awesome. No, but if they do something like that, yeah. like. That's the thing, and I like that they showed Mister Negative and stuff like that because these are these mm. are characters that we have not seen in games before, and these are actually mm. brand new characters. Okay, brand new. These are characters the from newer. like yeah, like the last decade mm. or so. So this is this is good stuff. Nice, that's cool. I'm looking forward to it as well.
1: Just as you said, hopefully they just cut down on those quick time events. I might give it a go because I haven't played as Spider-Man game since maybe the PS... No, I actually played the one... Which one was the one that had multiple universes and had the uh, noir Spider-Man and uh, that was very creative. I liked that one. That was last gen, mm. I think. Yeah, I, I, I kind of played that for a bit. I loved the idea. So, that's the last game I played, I think. My turn, right? That's right. right. Number okay. two. Number two. Uh, a Way Out surprised the hell out of me from the EA Press Conference. Perhaps the only good thing for me to come out, out of that press conference was the announcement of A Way Out because it was an indie-driven title funded by EA, and it's behind the guys behind Brothers A Tale of Two Sons. I know of the game, but I haven't played it, but they basically took that concept and, and put it to the next level, like with the prison, prison break-style game, and it seems that it's very story-driven with a lot of gameplay variety, uh, and the fact that they're having it co-op only, that's very, very bold, in my opinion
0: very bold, but that actually looks yeah. damn good. Yeah. Like, I was... I was not really looking forward to much of the uh, EA or Ubisoft uh, conferences mm. and stuff. And it's one of the reasons like I didn't... I haven't mentioned uh, Mario and Rabbids and stuff like that because it wasn't such a surprise because we actually got to see it. But that... Yeah. Uh, it's a way out, right? Yeah. That looks absolutely awesome to be honest it looks yeah. really 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 good ambitious yeah yeah that, that's a good word for it yeah it looks very ambitious and i'm 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 really curious to see how that actually turns out yeah
1: hopefully hopefully it turns out to be a great game it's nice that it's they're giving them time to 2018 i want to play it now obviously but uh in the indie studios need more time to perfect their craft i would say oh yeah absolutely
0: absolutely uh, yeah so what is my number 1? Hmm, I wonder. Gee. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, okay, I'm going to set the stage here. So, Yeah, go for it. I was at work and <laughs> I I was watching the first uh, 5 minutes and like Steven was like, "Oh, you have to send me updates. You have to send me updates. You have to send me updates." And I just started, and I can't remember where I got to. I got to, like, just the beginning, maybe the first five minutes or so, I want to say, of the uh, – of the. well, it's not a Direct, but I think they called it a Spotlight. But who cares? It's, it's basically a Nintendo Direct. And I had to go because I had two colleagues come in, and they're all yap, yap, yapping, and then they wanted to have a little <laughs> meeting. And I was like, oh, you people suck. <laughs> so – they finally left, and I was like, "Okay, so what am I going to do now?" I had paused the video, and I had already closed the comments. so I was like, "Okay, I can still get surprised here, you know." Yes. Um, okay. Anyway, so I, I watched, I watched it all, and when it came to that infamous, like, literally, what was it, like fifteen second, like trailer, where it's it's not even a bit of trailer; it's a teaser, where you just yeah, see teaser. space, and I, I, I really find this funny because i've watched so many different reaction videos and stuff and i i wonder if i'm like sometimes the only metroid or zelda fan in the universe because oftentimes when we get like teasers like this people are lost like they're waiting and waiting and waiting the minute we saw space i was freaking out (laughs) like i was totally freaking out and and My brother walks in. He's like, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, it's Metroid, man. It's coming back, baby. (laughs) And you just see like the S is slowly starting to form. And I was Mm. like, this is awesome. And then you get the four. (laughs) I was like, yeah, baby. So what I'm really hoping happens right now, though, seriously, as awesome as it is to have Prime 4, we desperately need uh, Prime 1, 2, and 3 like desperately in some fashion yeah yeah like that nintendo make that happen if this isn't a request you have to do it because we cater to one demograph we you catered to another demograph and now it's looking like switch is catering potentially sure. to either a completely different demograph Or you are indeed getting some of those like hardcore gamers back. And if you are, then there is a very, very high probability that people have not played all three of the prime games. So I'm really like demanding they don't be stupid. And just release Prime 4. If they do that, I'm worried that its sales will be affected because there will be people that have not played the others and will be like, well, I don't know what the hell's happening in the story and stuff. I'm going to be even more demanding. They they should
1: remaster these three games. Oh, I'd love that. Oh, I'm going to be more demanding because they released the Wii version as a Wii U download. So the only step forward is to remaster them in, in like in high Quality graphics and they can bring in, they have studios that they worked with, with the Wind Waker HD and Twilight Princess. They're very talented. They know how to remaster games. So just
0: give it to them. Let them do it. That's a great (laughs) idea. That's an absolutely great idea. I I second that. Yeah, make that happen. Now, I'm going to cheat here because that was obviously my number one top thing from E3, but there was something else that (laughs) happened. Yeah, go to the second part of your story. And (laughs) it, it pertains to the exact same series. Now, This was our lovely friend here was texting me and he's like, oh my God, they just announced another Metroid. I'm like, what? And I'm like, well, show me, show me, take a picture because like I was in a meeting at the time and you send me like this little like video clip thing and I was freaking out, man. I was like, uh, it was hilarious actually. I'm surrounded by all (laughs) these executives. I'm like, excuse me, um... I'm like I, I have to step out for just a minute. Uh, my my phone. Uh, I have an urgent call to take. And so I walk out, and I'm just like, sweet baby, it was so so funny. So yes, yeah, so I'm I'm like a big geek here. It's uh it's really really humorous. And then I come back into the meeting. I'm like, oh yeah, sorry, okay, where were we? And like it was it was so so funny. But yeah, I mean. 2D Metroid Metroid 2 The Return of Samus is coming back it's been uh, basically rebuilt from the ground up by the same guys that made the I don't remember which, what the Castlevania game was called Lord of Shadow Lord of Shadow Lord,
1: Lords of okay. Shadow one, 1 and 2 I think so huh. what are they actually called the group Mercury Steam, their Spanish room from Europe. So to the leeway here, we could talk about, here we could talk about who won the predictions. I think that Jared won because he got a lot of things with Metroid Accurate, even though they're two separate titles or two separate announcements, but he did say European-based studio. He did say that it's not retro-developed. So he got a lot of things right with that. So that's why I'm I'm giving him the the win for the predictions that we did the last
0: two weeks. (laughs) Well, Stephen will disagree completely. But uh, I do want to give kudos since we're talking about this. I want to give kudos to uh, Cranberry, even if I, I will probably mention it in in the next in the next uh, segment. But she was she mm. like this came out of nowhere. She she basically said like, oh, there's they're going to announce a Kirby game for Switch, and it didn't look like that was going to happen when she made that prediction because they had just announced a whole bunch of stuff for the mm-hmm, 3DS mm-hmm. so that was, yeah. a, that was a bold prediction and, and she was right but like I said I'm going to talk about that in, in the next segment but to wrap up with Metroid 2 it's not Metroid 2 they're just calling it Metroid the Return of Samus and I'm happy about that for a couple of reasons for one thing I'm happy because Metroid has been dormant now since I think it's 2004 I want to say mm-hmm. something like that yeah. The la- zero mission was
1: the last big game they made. Other M, sorry, that was that was the last one. They the big budget yeah, one. Yeah, and aside from Federation. Yeah, Force. Yeah, well, so Fe- Federation
0: Force I don't even consider a real game. So sorry. Um, <laughs> when uh, Metroid Other M, I'm just typing it in. I want to see what.
1: Uh, yeah, I can't remember its release date. Sometime in the Wii's... Uh,
0: oh, it was 2010. Uh, and-
1: yeah and if you look back at yeah, the announcement that you guys attended yep. in the E3 it was so well received the announcement itself was like everybody was like
0: screaming their heads off including you yep. guys No exactly, exactly. um mm-hmm. and and it just the problem was it didn't sell and it just it wasn't as well received as um as as we all would have liked let's put it that way mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. so for this it really is the return of of Samus, really, and yes, okay, fine. you have Federation Force, but I mean, my goodness, uh, like I don't even like to talk about that game. Uh, and it's not fair because I didn't even play it. It's just that it it didn't yeah. look at all like anything I wanted. From Metroid. It,
1: it, it might have been a solid game because the next level games are, are the ones who made it, but
0: it's it doesn't seem like it doesn't stay true to the spirit, you would say. Yeah, exactly. And it's just it's not something that I had wanted after waiting, you know, like, say, I think it was like five or six years by that point, And mm-hmm. it's like, okay, guys, like, what the hell? And so anyways, um, that that really... Was a really big deal to me, and I know there's people that are worried. They're like, "Oh, this developer, you know, no, like, oh,
1: no." I trust in them fully. I, I, I they, they, the the, 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 the gameplay that they've shown in the stream, like the mixture of cinematic and 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 gameplay, it was absolutely cool. It's like it's as if they took. What they've learned with Lords of Shadow and streamlined it for Metroid. I love how cinematic the game is, but in the same time, they put a lot of emphasis on gameplay and timing with the new melee attack.
0: Yeah, exactly. It was, it was so cool. And, and I, I'm yeah. really hoping um, that this does very well. Because I want to have Mario, Zelda, and Metroid back. You know, like I... I It drives me crazy that these three games can take forever for you to get, you know, like new iterations of them. It's nice when you can count on there being, you know, follow-ups to these games where you don't have to wait a bloody decade to get uh, a new one.
1: Yeah, especially if uh, they... uh... They 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 put the, these big three franchises and like keep them to the original style or the or a different style that we are ex- used to. But I love that the the fact that they try to like mishmash between two D and three D with the Mario uh, develop the Mario games. Sometimes they put the the two D Wii or Wii U new Super Mario Brothers series that their their revival for the DS was really really well received. And so with Zelda, they go back to the top-down style. And for me, I know this is a very unpopular opinion. I wish they go back to Zelda 2 style. I wish they could bring a game like that in the modern era. I hope they do that someday.
0: That'd be really cool. That would be yeah. very, very cool. Cause I love
1: Zelda 2. A lot of people hate on that game. It's, it's really one of the best ones in my opinion. Cause it mixes a lot of challenge with gameplay. Yes, there's the vague NES type things, but for me, it lived up to the, it lives up. Today, better than Zelda One. That's what how I feel.
0: Bold words. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I'm dying here. What's your number one?
1: Yeah, my number one. Uh, can we gush here because I'm, I'm going. I'm going to have a fanboy moment. The Mario Odyssey trailer, the reveal. I I I, I gushed so much on this. I made a I made a completely different podcast dedicated to Mario Odyssey's reveal and its theme song in my channel. That's how, I'm plugging my channel, by the way. <laughs> Go <laughs> no, for yeah, it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just, I absolutely loved everything about this trailer. It's one of the best trailers I've watched in recent memory Me because they, they, The way that they put the swerves in terms of gameplay, in terms of the theme and thematic motif moments, it was just amazing. From the beginning of the trailer, everybody, even including me, I think you, if you watched it, we saw this T-Rex and we're like, this is Monster Hunter. Everybody said Monster Hunter, Monster Hunter. And then the hat suddenly pans in and like, this is Mario. (laughs) They did that with the last year's E3 reveal. Uh, The same thing, they put Mario in this atypical environment and suddenly Mario pops up. And it was very, very cool. I love that moment. And then when the music starts hitting and then you see, you listen to vocals, because there's vocals in a Mario game, vocal music. What the hell? And it's so catchy. And I'm just, I'm watching the trailer multiple times because I'm, I'm just digging the music. I love what they did with it. Seems like it's like a Saturday morning cartoon opening, you know? And it, the, the, the lyrics are like so in tune with what the game is. And know what Mario is referring to? One-ups, referring to gathering coins and jumping. Everything about this trailer was awesome. And then when they go with the gameplay swerve, I, that that I, I blew my mind. Like I was expecting. Uh, I, I think you were expecting as well. Like it's going to be hat-based powers, and you're going to get different hats with different powers. Then he throws the hat into a frog, and then you, he possesses the frog, and then he starts possessing other enemies. And they're like this is the coolest thing ever. It's so damn creative. The Nintendo, they just, they're brimming and oozing with creativity. I didn't expect this type of gameplay at all. And they just put it in perfectly. You don't need to, they don't need to show you the gameplay. It's just within the context of the trailer. You understand what the game is going to be about. That's what I loved about it. So
0: yeah, that's it for me. That, <laughs> it's just, yeah. That was like when, when that we move on to our, our next segment there, I I don't want people to get misconstrued, okay? Um, purposely, you and I, obviously, like, there are certain things we we didn't want to, you know, make the exact same list for the whole sort of things. So, like, mm-hmm. with, with Mario, Mario was one of the biggest surprises of this year's E3, I think, for me, was, like, if I had to say, like, you know, the top... I knew you were going to talk about it, which is why I didn't <clears throat> want to put it on my yeah. list. Um, but truly, even more than Mar- uh, Metroid, Mario Odyssey, it it's bold, man. Like, they are trying mm-hmm. to do a lot of different things here. And... I am really curious to see how this is all going to come together like as one unified game. There are so many things I mean you can fast travel in a Mario game now, like what yeah. um
1: and, and and they don't try to put you back to the uh hub level when you get a moon or get a star that's right. so that's that's it's seamless the exploration that's it
0: and and just that <laughs> exploration Mario. It's it's one of these games where it depends on on how you look at it. Super Mario World was the last time where, like, consciously, I'm thinking here, right? Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Where I I explored every nook and cranny before those damn keys, trying to figure out yeah. how to how to unlock yeah, new man. areas. And yeah. as as I was watching this, that's what kept coming back into my mind. Was that was that? Oh man, like we can explore like everywhere like there's all these secrets all over the place and like this is awesome and and the fact with like the the power-up system being the way it is where you sort of like possess um different objects and different characters and different enemies and and so on and just the little touches where like a goomba for god's sakes you possess one he gets a little mustache and he's got his his cap (laughs) that's nintendo you know, like, to me, that that's it. You know, it's just like when I talk about Dragon Quest, people are like, what is the appeal? Mm-hmm. Like, what do you like about Dragon Quest? And, I, you know, outside the main things of storylines and gameplay stakes, sticking true to its roots, it's stuff like that. It's the goofy, charming, whatever yeah. it is that, that yeah. it has, is what I love. I mean, really... A slime is nothing more than this gelatinous teardrop with a smiley face and two eyes. And, and that's, that's Dragon Quest. It really is. Like it's this silly, ridiculous thing. And Mario is exactly like that. Nintendo is exactly like that. Like this is, this is a character that is, you know, almost as old as gaming itself. And it, it blows my mind how they're always able to come up with these fun, creative, ways of of highlighting this particular character in this particular franchise Mm -hmm. and yeah you mentioned the music and just everything i was so impressed by this this if i had to vote for game of the year that would be my game of the year hands down yeah yeah and 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 to be fair yeah
1: the possession mechanic or the the they they call it the capture mechanic it's nothing new they've they've, a few games did this before but I don't think any of, any of the for example, I think Geist was one of the oldest games yep. that started this possession mechanic. Mind Jack was one of the worst games ever, and they it was the the idea itself is so creative, but nobody managed to optimize it. And looks like Nintendo is going to be the first company to do so, and we might see more possession-based games after, I I, I feel.
0: Yeah, and and I I, I said Game of the Year. I didn't mean Game of the Year. I meant Game of the Show. This was, hands down, Mm -hmm. my Game of the Show. I can't say it's Game of the Year until I play the damn thing. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah,
1: (laughs) same here, same here. Everything about that reveal trailer, and then when they uh, went after that with gameplay and started showing the little details, as as you've mentioned, uh... Even like the fact that the suits that he wears are a tribute to uh, a lot of the old suits yep. that we see Mario in, like the golf suit, and and he is a referee and and the explorer and and the cook. It's just so cool. I love the little things that they do, even if it's for the hardcore fan base. And they bring bring back Pauline out of nowhere. I, I like that. That's really cool
0: stuff. I find it to be amazing. One of my favorite. <laughs> Is where you're, you see Mario like running around all over the place and then there's like a little pipe and he goes into the pipe and comes out as 2D Mario and he's running around like this little like sort of cylindrical little like that's awesome man and I don't know, I just don't know how the hell Nintendo does this. They always seem to do this and it's, it's brilliant.
1: Yeah, it's just a testament to, The minds that they're making that that are making the game, Uh, even though a lot of these seniors are now like overseeing more, like Miyamoto, for example. They they do trust the the younger staff, and they they hone their skills to make something creative and give them this creative space to make a game. It's just I I, I was blown away by uh, the whole reveal, in my opinion.
0: Well, me too. I'm I'm right there with you, and I I'm very curious to hear what other people have to say. It's going to be interesting to see what some of the comments are like. People telling us we're crazy. (laughs) <laughs> yeah uh, as
1: as you said a lot of people even when I'm talking with my friends uh, they do tell me like what do you see in Mario it's the same they they, they have this fe- the they, this perception that it's the same game it's just jumping and stomping over the goobas and getting coins there's nothing new about it but, but to that I say it's just the charm it's these small things and the way that they always recreate them and refresh them for newer generations. Even when I uh, sent them the trailer over WhatsApp, everybody was like, wow, this is so creative. Uh, I have a friend who doesn't play these Nintendo-based games, but he's now interested in a Switch because he saw Breath of the Wild and he saw Mario. He's like, what are these games? I'm missing out on something. I want to go, I want to play these games again and revive uh, what he was playing in his childhood. So good stuff.
0: Yes, sir. So Mm -hmm. let's move on to something else.
1: Yeah, and uh, our next <coughs> big topic. We finished this highlights, obviously. Now we're going to talk about the so so's, and uh, here's a, a lot of things that we alluded to, Jared and I. That maybe the, they may be great, but at the same time, they have a double edged sword to them. Uh, first off, we're going to address the elephant in the room: the Xbox One X reveal. Now that that. Has a lot of good implications and has a lot of bad stuff, in my opinion. Like it's really, really divided. Like on one hand, I see where they're going with this. They they're they're catering to more being a competitor to the PC world, not the console world. Like, it's if you want the best games, uh, if you want the uh, the most optimized games on a 4K TV, and if you have 4K technology, the Xbox One X is for you. It's very similar to what the PlayStation uh poor Pro is doing. <coughs> but at the same time, there are a lot of things that baffled me. Maybe the, the most major one was that they're allowing only 30 games to be cross-compatible in the sense that if you have the game on Xbox One, you have the Xbox One X version automatically, but that doesn't apply for old games. Only 30 titles, which really baffled me. So they're going to charge for some of the X upgrades. Uh, what do you think, Jared?
0: No, exactly. And, and just so everybody knows, we're not going to have lists or anything like that. We're, yeah, we're yeah. just going to talk uh, about stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, the Xbox brand, I, I've mentioned this before that I don't know what the hell happened. And, and, and maybe it's just me. Uh, maybe it's because like I, I was playing, you know, Nintendo hardware and I was playing Sony hardware prior to Xbox hardware, but I don't know what the hell happened. I had some good times with the Xbox One when it first came out, and then it just died. Fizzled. Yeah, like totally died. And I'm going to be really honest with you guys. I have zero interest in the Xbox One X whatsoever. Like, I I just don't care. (laughs) Um, So this is where I gave you points, because you were saying that, you know, it's basically going to come out and it's going to be underwhelming. And I, I really think it was. I truly think the, mm. the, the reveal just was not revealing. The, the Microsoft's whole mm. press conference, the way they, they were like, you know, Xbox, ex-, no, was it wasn't yes. exclusive. Exclusive. Yeah. Well, yeah. my ass exclusive. It's like the vast majority of the games were launch exclusives. And when we dug a little deeper into that, it basically means that they're timed exclusives. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, there were some that are console exclusives, but when they were showing the games on the bottom left hand side of the screen, they kept saying like you know enhanced Xbox one x features. what the hell does that mean you know yeah
1: they didn't they didn't really like address what's what's going to happen with yeah what does enhance entail exactly yeah.
0: and and to me it's like okay guys, you're asking five hundred bucks to to for you know for people to upgrade quote unquote." And that's why my prediction of saying, like, you know, there will be an exclusive games, uh, like, announced, I still stand by that, that there has to be. There has to be. At some point. Yeah. At some point.
1: I would say maybe in in two years, they're going to start doing that and transitioning
0: in that way. I think they don't have a choice. Uh, Mm -hmm. It's like, because it's just like the Pro. The Pro is not selling as well as the main console. And people are like, "Well, well, why? Well, I'll tell you why. What is the real incentive Truly, like they're they're not marketing like I I just don't see any company marketing this correctly. Yep,
1: it's just like like you said, it's uh, there are premium experiences and I don't know they 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 I don't know what their expectations are for the pro and the Xbox One X, but they shouldn't have high high expectations they should have like high expectations in the long run something like maybe it'll start selling in in two years time when the adoption rate for 4k tvs are more and when developers are starting to uh, be limited by the scope of the playstation 4 and the xbox and want to make some more ambitious titles that's where the transition is going to happen but for now it's like they're selling a beta console to people who want the pc experience and they want to pay cheaper for it.
0: Yeah, I guess. I mean, yeah. I, I'm still in the air here. Like, I still really, truly don't understand what the hell they're doing. I, I would just, I would abolish the old model and you only have the new model. But obviously within, in, uh, that could work for the PS4 Pro, but that's because it's a hundred bucks cheaper or whatever it is. But there's no way that they'd be able to do that with the, um, with the Xbox One. But anyways, mm-hmm. overall, I just, I don't know. And, and your whole thing about uh, charging... I noticed that right away. We were texting each other, and, and right away we both said the same thing. Mm-hmm. We were like, 30 games? Well, what about everything else? You know? And yep. it's like, yeah, well, exactly. Yes. That's a very good question. What about everything else? So you're going to charge us for the upgrade. Great. And how much is that?
1: <laughs> I wonder. Exactly. It, it seems like it's developer-based. That's what they're insinuating. Yeah, that's it. But how... how... How much? How much would you pay for an upgrade, for a 4K upgrade, if you had the 4K technology? I, I don't think I would pay more than five bucks, in my opinion.
0: Yeah, well, let's but see. I,
1: knowing Microsoft, it doesn't seem it's going to be like a five dollar charge for.
0: It's going to be more. Yeah, I'm sure it's going <laughs> sure to be more. I'm sure it's going to be like twenty yeah. bucks or something like that, and
1: no, that'll be that'll be bad. They'll be uh, they're going to be dividing their own audience. That's something that PlayStation Four, to be fair, they did a really good job in not doing. They Forced all developers to say that you have to make it work for the PS4, and then you get you put the f- four of uh, the pro patch for free. Mm-hmm. So that's a smart move from Sony's end, and it's going to help them in the, lo- in the long run when they're competing with uh, the Xbox One X. So,
0: yeah, honestly, I think yeah. I-, I think we're going to see the next gen. I think that's what's going to mm-hmm. happen here. I think from Sony's perspective, I think they're going to look at the sales data and they're going to realize that. You know this this isn't working as we originally thought it would, yes. and and I think they're just going to be like, okay, you know what? People seem. I mean, if people are buying your your like your regular version ten times more than they are your professional version, like you got to really start to wonder here. You know, is it worth it? Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And I think this the the shift or the exclusive games
1: is going to start when the original versions of these games, like the 1080p, the, the Xbox One S version, for example, starts. They st- the developers stop optimizing this to work well. Like uh, one example is of the, the the reveal of Anthem, and everybody was like blowing their heads off how awesome it looks. And me too, admittedly, it looks like an amazing game, but uh we talked with uh, about this Jared privately how optimized is this game going to be for the original Xbox 1 for the original PS4 is it going to run like ass and if it if it does that uh that, that defeats the purpose of having a Xbox 1 family and a PlayStation 4 family as they're marketing it
0: no exactly that, that's exactly yeah. it, and, and that's what I'm ultimately really afraid of. I mean, we experienced this with Nintendo with the new 3DS, when just go ahead and mm-hmm. play a Hyrule mm-hmm. Warriors on an original. <laughs> no way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and yeah. and that's my, my big fear, is that that's exactly what will eventually happen. And I think that's stupid. I really do. I think at that point, it's like, look, if your console's already like five years old, then move on. You know what I mean? Like, just move on. Mm-hmm. And, and that's it. Like, you release your next platform and away you go. Like, it's stupid. Technology changes so much that... Like, I just think this is a really stupid thing to do. Because yeah. you can't continue to iterate your consoles, what, every year? Like, so, like, at this year's uh, PlayStation yeah. experience, yeah. should we expect the PlayStation Pro Pro? <laughs> and and that's i don't know and that. that's my point like it just it I, seems stupid it seems foolish because you're 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 basically dividing your own user base my cat is saying hello and <laughs> i don't know i just i i really think this was a very foolish move on both companies parts i i really don't understand what uh, what they're trying to do here i would have just waited and and released like in Sony's case, released the PlayStation Five. It would have announced the PS Five like next year, and that's that. You know, and then it would have yeah. come out the following year. There, done.
1: Yeah, I, I think I I wouldn't mind for me that the uh, the the cycles between generations to be lessened. Or the, at first we were waiting like you would say from five to six years between each console generations. I understand now that this time should be less because. Co- uh, technology is moving forward so fast and the PC is just so far ahead that I, n- I understand why they would release a console every three years but not in this fashion
0: no that's it because it's just not enough yeah. like it, it, it yeah. just doesn't make sense to me mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what else Well, we'll,
1: we'll uh, what else do we have in the uh, so-so um, for me the reveal of Beyond Good and Evil 2 a lot of people Love that reveal, for me included. I like that this thing exists now and it's out in the open. But I don't know where they're going with it. It seems like 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 a very vague reveal. I don't know what they're trying to do with it. It's community based. Are they, they? It seems like they want the help of like fans to develop the game, something like that. I'm not quite sure, and I can't wrap my head around it yet. They they said register to to the sites called Space Monkey Program, something of that sort. I still don't understand. Where are they going with this? And also, I'm sure that we're still years years away from this game. It's it's going to be released to, like with Final Fantasy VII Remake and Kingdom Hearts 3. It's just too far off.
0: Yeah, I, I'm right there. The most touching thing was seeing Michelle come a, on board. Yeah, and, it's a nice feel-good moment. I agree with that. So, yeah, it's a nice moment. Yeah, exactly. But yeah. I mean, in terms of the we're, actual game, there is no game. Let's not kid ourselves. They, they had a reveal mm-hmm. trailer and that's that. So, I mean it's like a bittersweet thing it's great to see but again it's one of these things like how many people actually played beyond good and evil the first one you know and and that's why like it's one of these things yet again where it's like i think it would be very important to you know completely rebuild that game from the ground up using modern day technology and you know maybe take a look and see if people are actually interested
1: yeah, it got a nice response. So yeah, the, the interest rate seems to be high, but in the same time, it, it might be a Fox response just because people want surprises, you know? No, that's exactly <laughs> it.
0: And that's why I yeah. don't judge anything off that kind of stuff. It's like Shenmue mm-hmm. 3. For all the talk and all the hype and all mm-hmm. the everything else, I could easily see that game not selling well. Yep.
1: Yep. And, and even, uh, even Bloodstained, to be fair, even though you're hyped for it, I, I,
0: I'm still cautiously optimistic. Oh, no, no, me too. Are you kidding? For Mm. sure. Uh, Like uh, Mm. Kickstarter games, like I stopped kickstarting everything now pretty much because it's like, okay, uh, the track record here is not exactly great. Mm -hmm. And I... Agreed. I I just, I want another Castlevania game and I was, that was, well, I mean, I'm going to leave, well, I really don't have many things that were so-so as we say. I mean, for me, the so-so stuff was pretty much everything. That That's the honest truth. I, I honestly thought, like, as an entire conference, everything was so-so. All of the reveals. Microsoft had a ton of reveals on my notes here. I have two yeah. pages worth of, of reveals. reveals, and the vast majority of them I couldn't care less about like i just I'm like yeah okay well whatever i mean there's some cool stuff metro exodus look good but again yep. i'll play that on pc if i want to forza yeah. 7 i don't even care anymore about the forza series um yeah. there was that one cool game that looked pretty neat the last night it's almost like a noir pixel i ah, love that yeah.
1: yeah that was the only one that from the microsoft that i said okay this is a very interesting ambitious it seemed seemed yeah. nice and and Ori 2 as yep, well. You know, exactly. they, I like that they focused on some indie titles, but their big AAA reveals weren't as as amazing that I expected to be in my head. Especially State of Decay two yep. from their anti like, what what the, what's this? Yep. Seems very generic, cheap and generic. I didn't find anything interesting
0: yep. in that one. And I'm and, I'm going to be the uh, the real douchebag here, and I'm going to say that Anthem. While it looked like unbelievable production Mm -hmm. values Mm -hmm. and all of that, I got to admit that I was, like, tremendously disappointed in the sense that it feels like Destiny meets Overwatch, and Mm -hmm. there we go. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, you know, damn it, man. Like, I I wanted something else I guess like mm-hmm. I, I just I don't know maybe it's just me but I feel that you know once something does really really well everybody jumps on it and we're all like oh my god we got to you know we got to make something similar to that and that's uh, that's a little unfortunate
1: yeah even uh, even with how ambitious they were again this is like a double-edged sword so-so point they they did a lot of VR reveals from PlayStation's end and I like that but in the same time like the only one that looked interesting was Moss that mouse yep. Type yeah. game. Everything else seemed rushed. I don't know. Even that Final Fantasy 15 fishing oh, thing gosh. that came out of nowhere. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm, I like that they're supporting the platform. It's good. They need to. It's definitely one of their, their highlights. But again, I'm still not convinced with the VR technology and the games themselves don't seem like even with the stuff that Bethesda said, like Skyrim VR and Doom VR. I'm like, okay, everything is becoming VR. They're not doing any creative ideas except for that Moss game that I talked about.
0: No, exactly. Like I'm just like, okay, whatever. Um yep. uh I really you know, I, I at first I was really regretting, you know, potentially not buying a VR headset, but now I think I made the right no. move.
1: I have it as a gift, but I haven't opened it as of now.
0: Well, there you go. <laughs>
1: and, yeah, it's just collecting dust the the under my PlayStation 4 Pro. <laughs> so, yeah, I, I just want to have. I, I I know that I'm gonna like what I see, but it's not gonna make me tune in. If you yeah, know what I yeah, mean, yeah. I'm not gonna like be playing it on a daily basis. So, yeah, Uh, I guess that's it with the so-so. With the bad, we have maybe, because we talked about a lot of the bad stuff in the so-so, we have maybe not a lot of bad things to cover. For me, uh, the two big points that remain is uh, how cringe-heavy some of the conferences Mm -hmm. were. And there's a lot of you guys can go and look at the compilations of EA trying to be hip and cool with their YouTubers and their eSports. Like, the only reveal that was cool about the EA one was uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2. They got, uh, I think, one of the actresses as the presenter, and she was really good. Everybody else was, like, they were very cringe-heavy. Even the Bethesda stuff and the PC stuff, a lot of cringe-heavy moments in E3. The other thing we talked about also, the bad, is everything is 2018. Uh, uh, we, we're going to be waiting a long time for these games to come. I understand the PR of Sony. Again, not putting certain release dates, but at the same time, there's not a lot of things to wrap our head around the 2017. Even if there were from Sony and Microsoft's end, they didn't highlight them as much as I wanted them to highlight them. And finally, uh, this is something uh, I don't want because I think we're, we're running uh, over time here. I don't want to talk about this much. I'll leave it to the next podcast. But I didn't like uh, how Kojima Productions was just there in the Sony booth and selling merch for Death Stranding. And I'm going to talk about this in detail later. And we talk because there's a lot of things I don't want to talk about regarding Death Stranding and Kojima Produ- Productions. But it seemed very cheap for a company that didn't show any gameplay and showed two teaser trailers, and they're depending on the legacy of Kojima himself to sell merch and sell shirts and sell the, the accessory that one of the main characters of the trailer was wearing. I, I found that to be very... Like, a lot of fans got exploited, and they sold a lot of merch from that stand. I've seen a lot of people on Twitter, like, hey, we bought the Kojima Productions for our friends, and, you know, I was like, what are, you guys are falling for a big trap here.
0: Yeah, I I I want to actually do. I think next next uh, week we might because uh, we don't have to wait yeah. weeks. You know, we could do this. Uh, yeah, we could do this
1: next week. Yeah, if you exactly.
0: Because yeah. I I think I'd like to really talk more about that because that yeah. whole practice is like unbelievably shady to me, and I I'm not mm-hmm. a I'm really not a fan of that. Um, I also wanted to mention that, and it's not really bad per se, but mm-hmm. so so was I liked. Like, you know, at Sony's conference, we got Uncharted, Horizon, Days Gone, um, and, yeah. and some of these other things, and they were good reveals, um, but they're all updates, like you said, and that's one, one of the things that I agree with you, like, really, that, having everything in 2018 just like what like i was really hoping to see at least you know so like days gone it would have been great to to have something say like holiday 2017 or you know winter 2017 or just something like that mm-hmm. uh, because the way it is now it's like well guys like what the hell and some of the bigger announcements for me weren't even at the conference, the conference, like Nino Kuni yeah. coming out. Nino Kuni, yep. Yeah. That was yeah. freaking awesome. And the new trailer looked wicked. And you, you And it should have been in the conference. That's what I'm trying to. Yeah, ex- Insinuate it, it, here. Why didn't they put that? Exactly.
1: Exactly. Why did they focus on that and just put the 2018 reveal, maybe for example, the Call of War, have it with a post show or have it in the stream. Why didn't they put Nino Kuni too? It's a, it's a, a cool game that's third party and exclusive and it's coming to your console this year. It seemed a bit offensive to me not to include in the
0: conference. Yeah, I I truly don't understand. I Mm. I really really don't understand. And for me, the final really you know bad thing Mm -hmm. is that Ahmed was wrong about DQ, (laughs) and I say that because I had that as one of my predictions as well Mm. that Dragon Quest would have made you know some sort of an appearance, and I am sad by that. I mean, it's totally totally expected. It really is. Yes, but it's sad because mm. in a few more weeks, well, okay, that's exaggerating. It's still a month and two <laughs> weeks away, but whatever. Um, in like six weeks from now, you know, probably my one of my game of the years will be released. A game that I've been looking forward to for a very long mm-hmm. time. The first console Dragon Quest since well, I mean, people could argue, well, Dragon Quest Ten, but Dragon Quest Ten, I consider it's like really its own beast. Um since Dragon Quest Eight, you know? This is the first time we get a single player console Dragon Quest game. And I was like, man, even if even if you announce it for a release date of nothing, you know, like don't put a release date so far yeah. out, it still mm. would have just been so cool to know like for sure that it's coming. And I mean, we we do know that it's coming. It's gonna come. It's, yeah. They're not gonna ignore. No, it. exactly. It's just that it means that you're looking at like 2019 is
1: yeah, or the end of
0: 2018, yeah. Exactly. Like yeah. just not anytime soon, which is I don't know. Just it was. Yeah. Uh, I was just let down by that. I was like, I was really, really hoping that uh, that we'd get some kind of an announcement. Yeah, it looks like Square Enix for- focus
1: uh, for this A three was directed toward the Stormblood expansion for Final Fantasy fourteen and uh, the, the Desidia game. That looks absolutely amazing. So I guess they're focusing on those first, and then they're going to deal with Dragon Quest later. And from Nintendo's end, uh, the 3DS version, I, I understand that they don't want to cram in too many RPGs. They have Ever Oasis, they have the Mario Luigi remake, which has been really revealed as well. So a nice little bit of surprise here for 3DS support. But also, the fact that Atlas is making more 3DS games, they're Radiant Historia. So there are a lot of RPGs crammed into the 3DS, and maybe Dragon Quest would be lost in the shuffle i wanted to, to have like its own attention you know even if it comes out at the end of the life cycle of the 3ds it'll be the swan song so people will you know
0: oh i'm okay with that so man. pick it up honestly I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm perfectly yeah. okay with that it's just it's one of yeah. these things like if metroid wasn't announced that would have mm-hmm, been mm-hmm. that would have been yes. one of my things
1: that would have been it. yeah exactly yeah, yeah exactly yeah
0: Okay, my man, I think we're good. And yeah, we should meet up yep. next week because I love doing these and they're, they're, people seem to really enjoy them. It seems to resonate well with the fan base. So, um, yeah, that's it. So thank you all for watching or listening. And, uh, as always, I'm going to let Ahmed say the closing comments. Uh, again,
1: thanks everybody. We, uh, we went a bit of overtime, but uh, there was a lot to cover in E3, and uh, again, look forward to next week. I think we're going to go into the conspiracy theory or devil's advocate of Konami and uh, Kojima and what's going on behind the scenes, so look forward to that.
0: Well, take care everybody. Have
1: a great week.